What's up, everyone, and welcome to the My VV Collection podcast, where we talk VV, NFTs, and so much more. Let's get into today's episode. Today, we're going to go through a few terms that you'll specifically see with VV, what they mean, what they mean to you and the market. Let's get into this. So just from being on the platform for a few months now and being able to explore the platform and network with other VV collectors, I've learned a lot of different terms that I just didn't know when I first got on the platform. I know it can be confusing when you first get started and even now today, I still see acronyms that I have to look up and see what collectible they're actually referring to. But for the most part, most VV specific terms I've got a good grasp on it. It took me a little bit to get there. So I thought I'd just go through some of them with you on this, on this channel, on this video. Talk about these terms, what they mean and what they mean to you for Vivi. So let's get started here with the first one, actually the first three. And these are FA, FE and CE. So FA means first appearance and it's specifically for a collectible character. So a character that you see on the platform and it's their first appearance on the platform in a collectible form. So for that specific character, not an object showing that character, for example, a poster or a card showing that character, but specifically for that character. That's a first appearance on Vivi specifically for that character. They get an FA stamp. They'll never get an FA on the platform again. Whereas FE refers to first edition, and this is specifically for objects and items in the platform. So for cars, posters, things like that, if it's a first appearance of that object or item on the platform, it'll get an FE and it'll never get an FE moving forward after that with other appearances. Now, FE gets a little bit confusing because if we see, for example, a Daisy Duck as a lenticular card, that gets an FE, but we can also see Daisy Duck on a poster and that can still get an FE. Unlike an FA of Daisy Duck, we can get multiple FEs, we just can't get the same one. So we can't get another lenticular Daisy and it would be an FE, it would not be an FE, but we can get multiple different objects or items with Daisy Duck on it and still get that FE. Now you can also get an FE as well as an FA of the same character. Again, FA refers to specifically those collectibles of that character, so that character showing up as a collectible as opposed to that character showing up on something like an item or an object. For example, a poster or a card. And then finally, CE refers to the con exclusive. So if it has to do with a con of some sort, like a Comic-Con release or something like that. But if it is released as a Comic-Con or a con exclusive, but it's also a first appearance or first edition, it'll actually get that FA or FE, not that CE. So that's important to note for those three terms there. We've got the term drop, and that just means that something is coming out, being released on the platform, and you can go for it. You can try to get it in that main screen on Vivi. That's a pretty easy one there. And then we've got blind box. Blind box is, you go for a drop, it's got multiple different iterations of that collectible or multiple collectibles being dropped all at once. And a blind box is just random. You get a random collectible of that series in that. So you go for the blind box and if you get it, you will get a box showing up with a bunch of question marks. You'll pay your gems and you won't know which one you get until that green truck shows up and tells you which one you got. A rebound, now a rebound is when you do not get the drop, the timer goes down to zero, you do not get it. Sometimes you still have your buy now highlighted. It might go to sold out and then you'll have to exit and then go back in. 
at that four minute mark is when you go for a rebound. This is where if those who did not have enough gems actually got the drop but couldn't pay enough gems to get the item, those collectibles come back at every four minute interval until they're all sold out. So if you still have that buy now button, it's a good time to try to get that buy now at four minute intervals after that drop because those collectibles will come back out if they didn't get purchased. It's a lot easier if that buy now is still highlighted, it didn't go away on you, it didn't go to sold out. It's a little bit more difficult if it did go to sold out because you need to time it perfectly to exit out and then come back in and get that buy now highlighted and clicked just in time or refreshing by pulling it down and hoping that that buy now comes back. But others that kept their buy now button have a little bit more of an advantage going compared to you. And it seems to be a little bit luck of the draw when it comes to that sort of thing. We've got the term gem squeeze and what this means is once a big drop is announced and it's coming up, people will sell off their collectibles in order to get the gems necessary to get that drop or to purchase that drop in the aftermarket when it comes out. So this is where we see a gem squeeze where a lot of collectibles really decline in price based on how popular or how much demand is there for the drop that's coming out. So we see a lot of collectibles really really decline in price after an announcement and leading up to that drop, even hours before that drop, we see our collectibles really decline in price during that time, especially if it's a really big drop. So this is referred to as a gem squeeze. Immediately after the drop, we typically see a lot of the collectibles really rise in price after that drop. And this is just due to people who didn't get the drop are now trying to buy back their collectibles and get back into their positions on their collectibles. So this is a good cycle to really get gems built up into your account, especially if you're not going for specific drops or you're not interested in those specific drops because then you can use your gems wisely to purchase into collectibles that are dropping and then immediately after the drop, sell off those collectibles once you've seen them rise in price. And then specifically with the aftermarket, you'll hear people talk about thin floors. And what this means is that you'll see certain collectibles that are listed and you see them sorted from low to high. And you see that those low listings really jump in the amount of gems that they are listed for. So for example, you wouldn't see 100, 100, 100, 100, 100 all the way down. What you might see is 100, 110 for the next one, 130 for the next one, 150. That's a thin floor because you could buy up three and then all of a sudden the floor has jumped from 100 to 150 or whatever really that might look like for that specific collectible. So if you see a lot of listings with collectibles and it's very consistent with the number for those lowest listings, it's very similar, it's very close to one another, that's not a thin floor, but rather if you see it jump quite a bit, that's what we would refer to as a thin floor because you can get in inexpensively and already the floor has climbed 10, 15, 20% from where you purchased from. Stacking essentially means that you purchase more than just one. You purchase a significant amount of a single collectible of a single rarity of a specific collectible. And then a sale wall or a sale wall is essentially where you list all of those collectibles of that same rarity on the aftermarket at the same price or a similar price. That causes a wall on the aftermarket where you see a significant amount of that collectible by the same user being listed. And what this essentially 
does is it forces people if they want to sell their collectible to list it lower than what that sell wall is at. And then we've got terms that are associated with specific collectibles. And this can get a little bit confusing, especially once you get into acronyms. And even I sometimes have to search some things up just to make sure that I'm looking at what is actually being referred to. One of the most important ones would be a Todd. And that's referring to the Todd McFarlane Batman, the first NFT on Vivi. And it's a significant drop. And that's why it just goes by the Todd. So if you hear somebody refer to the Todd, that's what you know that they are referring to. And then you have acronyms like GM referring to the Disney Golden Moments, SBW referring to the Mickey Steamboat Willie. And I'm sure there's many other acronyms that I'm leaving out in this, but you can most likely be able to Google it or just find out the collectible that they're referring to specifically with that certain acronym. And though this isn't an all-encompassing list of all the terms that are available through Vivi and everything that people talk about with certain acronyms or just a different lingo associated with the platform, this is a good start to get you ready to understand the space a little bit more and understand what people are referring to when you see it being talked about online. All these different terms will help you understand what's going on in this space a little bit more. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the My VV Collection podcast. Please follow this podcast if you are not already and leave us a rating and review where you can. You can find us further at My VV Collection on Twitter and Instagram and MJP My VV Collection on YouTube. We will catch you next week.